0: This retro thing for what it is Nostalgia I goes heavy On those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling While my hair is turning red Apparently we did not get enough 2002 horror last week with a movie I gave a half star on Letterboxd, fear.com. So we're back this week for more 2002 forgotten. This movie feels more forgotten than anything we've ever done on this
1: podcast. Just given how difficult it was to actually find a way to watch the thing.
0: Oh, uh, Sam
1: also is here. Hi. Why did we do this movie? We did. <laughs> I think I petitioned to do it because in my mind, this movie, The Ring and The Grudge are the same movie and also possibly something else. I think I had like the others mixed into there, which I don't think I've actually seen the others. And that one fits the least because it's a period whore, which has nothing to do with anything.
0: Yeah, I think your whole motivation was that you wanted to know if this is the movie that you vaguely remember from 20 years ago. And the answer was no, which meant this benefited (laughs) nobody in any way.
1: The one scene that I remembered is actually from this movie, but the weird pharmacy scene. I still need to tweet about that and see if someone can help me, seeing as you've been entirely useless. Well,
0: say it here. Maybe someone knows and can email us like this podcast at gmail.com.
1: I feel like there was a movie that came out around the same time with like a similar kind of, you know, paranormal vibe to it that had a scene where there was like a mother or something. Probably a blonde woman, because in my mind it was a blonde woman, but also like every horror movie cut that came out in 2002 had a blonde lady. I
0: but, think even didn't Sarah Michelle Gellar have blonde hair in The Grudge? Yeah. Oh, wait, I guess. she. No, wait. Is she naturally brunette and dyed it blonde for Buffy? Was Cruel Intentions or Buffy her actual hair color? Now I got to look this up.
1: I think she's blonde. Like I've seen posts on her Instagram recently and I feel like she was blonde.
0: What is, you can keep talking.
1: Yes, okay, yeah. Only one of us needs to research this. This feels like it's not a two-person task. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so if there's this scene, I feel like where they're in like this abandoned pharmacy or something the kid is like either having a seizure or like a diabetic episode or like there's something happening with this kid and the blonde lady mother is like in this pharmacy trying to find something that will like help kid I think her husband or the kid's father some dude is also there but there's the scene and like it is so like clear in my mind like I can see it like it's got that very like 2000s like fluorescent lighting kind of vibe blonde lady kid that's having some kind of medical emergency in this like fucked up pharmacy while they try to like give him an injection of something so if anyone knows what the hell movie that is
0: yeah send us an email like this podcast at gmail.com because we know it's not they
1: and it's definitely not the grudge or the ring either just for the record
0: sarah michelle geller is a brunette okay so cruel intentions is the legit hair color
1: it feels less natural on her, though. I don't know if it's because she's platable. Well, because so exactly,
0: we we know her as a blonde, or we know her as a redhead in Scooby Doo. Yeah. I can only think of Cruel Intentions as the brunette example. So, um, yeah. So this is Wes Craven presents. They. Wes Craven had zero, literally zero involvement with the making of this movie. He received he
1: a paycheck for his name to be attached.
0: Yeah, he nothing. He lent his name to it. Zero involvement in any way. Um, apparently the dude who wrote this movie. Okay. So it's credited to Brandon, Brendan hood. And I'm going to tell you the script that he originally wrote's plot. So you can be upset that this is the movie we got instead. Are you ready? I'm ready. The plot dealt with a group of four recent college grads who discovered that Earth is actually run by a race of organic machines which allow the human race to exist so that they can kill them and harvest their corpses for spare parts as their bodies break down and deteriorate.
1: How do you even get from that to what we ultimately got?
0: Uh, ten different writers, apparently, have had, had touched this thing. And very little of what the credited writer did is involved or is featured here. Because here's the thing with the plot of They. There really isn't one, and this is barely a movie. There is not a story here that is worth telling. There's an interesting concept that it feels like no one was interested in doing anything with. They this is There's like four different endings, apparently, on the DVD. I did not buy the DVD for this because I didn't have time. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have. This just This feels like hey We need an August or whatever Horror movie Please cobble something together We have this script Sitting around I guess we can film this Although this came out November 27th Motherfuckers didn't even get this out in time for Halloween That's how little shit they gave They is basically a Christmas movie
1: Yeah It's It wasn't great. It's also the second
0: movie I've watched in the last week with Riley from Buffy in it. Mark Blucas.
1: He sucks. Like, he sucks in everything. He, I looked him up. What was the other movie?
0: uh, Night and Day. A Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz action comedy. We had had no internet for four days. And I was like, we were both exhausted because we've been in a cottage all day. So I was like, what have I bought recently? I was like, well, I paid $2 for Night and Day. Do you want to watch that? We did, and it's fine. He's not in it very much, but he's better in that movie than he is in this movie. Uh, and Ethan Embry's in it.
1: Yeah, I was happy about that.
0: Which here, okay, so fear.com, I said I watched a downloaded person in a theater filming it with a camera <laughs> copy. And they is 100% the same. I, cle- I remembered parts of this movie. There are, I actually remembered a couple of jokes the Ethan Embry character made because the version I watched, you ha- you could hear the audience laughing, <laughs> laughing because the whole "what went through his mind when he killed himself" a bullet, bullet. line. I knew, well, I mean, I knew it was coming maybe because it's an obvious line, but I remembered like he's going to say a bullet, and be- I remembered it because the audience laughed in the version I watched. So, 20- thousand two was a big year for me pirating horror movies, apparently. <laughs> but they doesn't leave you much choice because it. In the States apparently is streaming on Paramount Plus But in Canada
1: It's nowhere It's
0: on YouTube And no one is interested in taking it down So that tells you a lot Yep Um, I had another thought too When I was talking about uh, Oh the director of this movie So this made me laugh I was like is the director of They up to anything anymore And the director Robert Harmon Has Just gotten exclusively in the Tom Selleck business. He did They, and then he's pretty much just been doing Jesse Stone original Tom Selleck movies and a bunch of episodes of the Tom Selleck show, Blue Bloods. That's it. That's been his career.
1: He found his calling.
0: 2005. And I worked in a video store when those Jesse Stone movies would come out. We couldn't keep those fucking things on the shelf. They were the ultimate like mom, dad, Friday night, we're going to rent a movie for us movies. Like never were those available.
1: Never even heard of them.
0: There's at least 11. They're based on a book series. I watched one of them, Jesse Stone colon Stone Cold. I remember it being fine. Fine. But they're all, like, super well-reviewed and highly rated on IMDb. They are they are everything I associate dad movies with. Uh, the Jesse Stones. My parents love fucking Blue Bloods. So. so, yeah, Tom Selleck and this dude, something worked.
1: I mean, cause... like, Tom Selleck is, like, boomer catnip, so that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah.
0: 100%. So, I guess it's kind of cool he's still working. Yeah. There's nothing... Like Fear.com was such shit everything that it made me angry whereas they is just so...
1: It's there.
0: It's just like uh, it'd be like if you just programmed a bunch of machines to do all the roles on a movie set and just pressed a button and said perform these duties they would make this movie where you'd watch it and go you know what for a bunch of AIs they did an okay job like it's in focus i can tell what's happening
1: yeah like i mean credit where credit is due it's not the ugliest movie even where things are like super dark it doesn't like fall into like that sometimes horror movie trapping of like everything's dark so i can't tell what the fuck is happening and i have no idea what anything is and this is stupid
0: i have to imagine that was my viewing experience watching someone in the theater with a camera though yeah i I, I mean yeah (laughs) Because this is a very shadowy movie We never yeah. actually really get a good look at They
1: nope.
0: Which yes that title does Make this movie sometimes very hard To locate Anytime I would type it in I would always get Like an autocomplete of oh, What was it?
1: I kept getting They live.
0: No it wasn't they live For me I forget I always got the Same one I think it had four words in the title I don't remember like they something 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 I don't remember Now I kept getting Um,
1: They Lived and then when I They Live and when I tried They Horror Movie I then started getting They Them since that just recently came out.
0: Yes, I got They Them a lot Um, They Live By Night, by the way. That's the one I kept getting. They Live By Night which is a apparently very good movie from
1: 1948
0: Oh. So there you go Um, Probably
1: watch that instead guys.
0: Yeah, probably oh shit as a result i closed the they imdb page i gotta pull that up Uh, i guess we should talk about the plot of they
1: what little there is so uh, our main character's name is julia julia yeah i I only know that because i
0: just clicked the actor to see what else she's been in
1: Yeah, her name is Julia. She's a psychology student getting ready to defend her master's thesis to become a psychologist. Uh, She experienced some traumatic events as a child, which led to her having night terrors, but she's been all right for a while until her childhood friend, who also had night terrors, calls her up, tells her that, Things are lurking in the shadows, essentially, and that his night terrors are coming for him before proceeding to shoot himself in the head in a restaurant booth. yeah, uh, And that, you know, understandably traumatizes her a little bit. Understandably. As it would. Uh, so, you know, she starts now regressing and having night terrors and, you know, through this meets some of Billy's other friends who also, it turns out, had night tears as children that are now suddenly coming back. And it turns out that, you know, maybe Billy wasn't totally crazy. And there are, in fact, things coming for them. And they all have these gross scabs.
0: They They. might be coming for them.
1: They, yes.
0: Now you're probably wondering, oh, who are they? We don't know. Well, having watched the movie, we can both say definitively no idea because the movie is not interested. There's actually um, people have had to come up with their own stuff, which is always the sign of a good movie when you have to figure (laughs) out yourself. Hey, what was going on? And let me see. I think it was in the trivia of IMDb. Um, Oh, yeah. Here we go. The explanation for why they target certain children and return later to hunt them down is ambiguous. One theory is that they are doing what human researchers do when we study a species, which is to tag the specimen, release it, and later use the tracking device to find it again in order to chart its progress and development. I like that.
1: Yeah, then, and okay. It's, oh, it's not, explicitly said in the movie but I don't think that that's a bad interpretation of what the movie gives us. Yeah,
0: cuz they are all tagged. Anyone mm-hmm. who they is coming back for has this like you said this gross scab. And it is, you know, it was one of them characters I think Ethan Ember even says we were marked as children, as children. and whatever ha- haunted us as children has come back. So maybe it is just a bunch of like interdimensional research creatures. Who are like, okay, let's mark them, see what's going on. Okay, now it's time to drag them over to our dimension.
1: And it it seems like, you know, they're not regular night tears. That's kind of established that for these particular characters, you know, they've undergone a traumatic event that kind of preceded the night tears. Although we don't necessarily totally know what the one character says that she stabbed her dad in the eye. And then it's like never established like whether the dad was okay after getting Stabbed in the eye with a kitchen,
0: yes. Or what she would have said he died.
1: I mean, he gets stabbed in the eye with a kitchen knife. Like that's that's a significant injury.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it would definitely put a damper on that father-daughter relationship (laughs) for sure.
1: But yeah, that's basically the plot.
0: Yeah, it's at its core largely a women be crazy story a little bit a little bit like obviously the um so riley from buffy is her boyfriend
1: he sucks he sucks i may have said
0: um he does not believe her lots of you're imagining it and you're this there is one weird scene where she comes home and he's just having a few drinks with his roommates and she acts like she just caught him in bed with another woman that scene was confusing because it didn't seem like
1: there was no like established like
0: does he have, Does he have past- a drinking problem? Yeah. Does <laughs> he have past issues with alcohol? Like, is he an angry drunk, and that's something that they've had problems with? Is she just opposed to? She just comes home and he's having a couple of drinks, and she just storms off.
1: Worth noting that they do not live together either,
0: so she's just barged into his home. Where he's just—he's ha- not even drunk. He's just having a couple of drinks, and then she's like, "Well, I was in an accident." I was like, how? I- he didn't know that. If she had been trying to get a hold of him and he was busy drinking with his buddies and didn't answer or come and help, sure. It's just it's a really weird scene that does feel like there's something missing. Like maybe there was supposed to be, you know, you've had you've had you you know you have problems with this, and we've talked about this.
1: Yeah, and then he comes back and he's like, "Well, I watched like eighteen people die today because I'm a paramedic, so my day sucked worse than yours, and maybe stop being a bitch."
0: Yeah, like, like I want to have a couple drinks, exactly, because I spent my day peeling people out of cars. It's like that's fair. I. Yeah. It's just that was weird, and their kissing is very gross.
1: Like there's like. There's less than zero chemistry between these characters. It oh, was yeah. like you... they are disgusting. I don't like watching them together. It's like it's like watching siblings try to feel each other up. I did not like it. Yeah, I did sex... not like it one bit. Their
0: sex scene was real weird Ooh. and like very tonguey. Like it was it, it looked like two people being told to f- figure out what kissing is in that moment and we happened to catch it on camera.
1: <sighs> and like I don't. I, I feel like he's basically playing Riley, too. Like, he's just he always plays kind of the same character, except I think in Summer Catch, he was a gay baseball player. So that was a little different.
0: I mean, in Night game. and Day, it's a little different, but not a whole lot. He's a more chipper dude in Night and Day.
1: <sighs> I didn't like him in
0: this. <laughs> 2002 era horror. Man, it does all kind of look the same. Fear.com looks a little different because it looks like shit, but <laughs> this and any other movie from that time it just I can't even describe it it just has has a look
1: it does like I know exactly what you mean and that I think is why they all got combined in my mind because like they look the same they all like I said they all have fucking blonde leads like blonde lady leads like that is that was the theme for 2002
0: like a flat CBS procedural kind of look like blue bloods (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's why he got the gig. That's <laughs> the best I can describe it. Uh, what else is there to say about they? It relies very much on the loud noise jump scares. A couple of them worked just because, you know, the first couple of those kinds of jump scares are usually going to work. Um, there's a couple of creepy bits.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say the opening scene is probably like the creepiest just because Billy's childhood bedroom, like no shit. The kid has night terrors like that thing was just made of nightmares. He's got clowns. He's got clowns clowns everywhere. He's got creepy mobiles that like cast weird shadows and like his parents don't close his closet door, which is a huge no, no. Everyone knows that you close the closet doors.
0: Yep. hundred percent.
1: He's got the weird nightlight. That's like a carousel that casts weird shadows like it's just his bedroom looks terrifying like no wonder the kid is traumatized but i will say that again it was effective like when the things start like when he sees the thing in the closet and then it comes out and it grabs him and he just gets dragged under the bed with the broken glass and like the flashlight now it's creepy it was it had a couple of effective moments yeah
0: it's a good that's a pretty good sequence there's a really there's a decent but really dumb sequence where one of billy's friends that's not ethan Embry, i forget her name is in a vent terry and they is in the vent being all creepy and you're like oh i don't like this she sees it down at the other side like kind of like yeah like what the fuck is that although she stays in the vent after she's already established oh like even if it doesn't matter what's in the vent. There's something in the vent moving. Get the fuck out of the vent. Even if it's not they, a rat.
1: Like who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm not staying in there.
0: There's not going to be an ice cream man in there. Like okay. whatever is in the vent with you is not good. Get out of the vent.
1: I don't even remember why she was in the vent in the first place. Did she just I scrabbling? I don't think know.
0: she heard something in the vent and was like, what's going on in the vent?
1: Let me come at this with a fucking Zippo.
0: Also, can maybe you can explain this to me. Uh, when they come for Ethan Embry. He's trying to get, he's shouting over to his neighbors in his apartment and he breaks the window and after breaking the window, rather than going out the window and down the fire escape, he bolts over to the elevator.
1: I think because he sees light there and there's not as much light outside. So maybe he's thinking that, oh, like,
0: uh, maybe
1: that was my theory, but I mean, like, I, Ultimately, it was not the right
0: decision. No, because naturally the elevator falls down really, really fast. And then he just gets dragged. A lot of people getting dragged away in this movie. We don't, do we actually see they kill anyone? Did they kill the woman? No,
1: I don't know. Cause she's just literally, she's like in the pool. Like we find out nothing about her. She's in the pool, it's coming at her like in the water and then she manages to get into like the change room which is locked or maybe she's just pulling on a push door it's not really clear
0: i wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what the problem (laughs) was
1: so she finally gets into the change room and like rather than like getting the fuck out just like stays there looking around in the dark room after we've already established that these things live in the dark and i think that she also just like gets dragged away like i think we just see her like feet get pulled from under her and then like that's that
0: yeah, there is a theory because again, we don't find out anything in the movie itself that they are in interdimensional beings and they can't exist within the light. Yeah, because we see there's a bit where like she hits one with her car and then she sees it and then she shines light on it and it's gone. Yeah, it's very lights out, which is actually a movie we should probably do on this podcast.
1: I've never seen that one
0: so. Like, I guess that's the idea. And like at the, the ending of the movie kind of supports that, that they're living in their own, like kind yeah. of adjacent dimension. But they can only be in the darkness part of ours. And if they go in the light, they're end- the, back in their dimension. Something like that. It's not explained.
1: No, at all.
0: We never get a great look at them. So I can't even tell you if the creature design is good.
1: They're just kind of like they kind of look like a. I don't know. They kind of look like a slug with legs. Yeah. But like too many legs and like too long legs.
0: They move very jittery, which you and I both don't like. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't like that. They don't really like make a lot of noise. Like they're just kind of there. Like there's that creepy sequence like in the, which I really didn't understand. When she runs into like the subway tunnel, which is, you know, known for being one of the brightest places on earth. Is a fucking subway tunnel.
0: Oh, absolutely. She is um, in the subway first with no other human beings.
1: Which also seems like a bad choice.
0: So it all kind of does line up with one of the endings, which did <laughs> conclude she's crazy. Like apparently she and the both versions of the movie she ends up in a mental hospital, except in this version, spoilers for they. She gets- She's actually nuts pulled into the other dimension and at the end she's in the they dimension trying to get you know look i'm here i assume that's yeah we both watched the same copy so you would have got the same ending i'm here oh my god and then they grab her credits
1: and that was the ending that i remembered from i I think i must have rented this
0: that's the ending i remember too so apparently the dvd has one where she's in the mental hospital looks outside and all the other patients are like oh look there's ethan embry there's the dude from road trip there's the And then it's like, oh, yes, you are crazy. So stuff like that lines up with the subway thing where she's like on this empty subway. Like that's never, ever going to be a thing. And apparently. There is a third alternate ending in which Julia convinces the doctors that she's okay, even though she can still see them crawling on her walls. She goes home to her own bedroom, which is rigged up with dozens of lights. She sits with a flashlight in her hands as the camera slowly begins to move down the hallway and the closet door starts to open. Apparently that was the ending they used for the test screenings that to keep our tradition going, that kind of comes over from the goodwill of something podcast. The test screenings did not go well. Shocking. That is kind of the lamest ending you could do. Yeah. I think of the three endings hearing that description of, you know, she's just sitting there in her house as they come Which is is also the weakest ending,
1: which is also stupid when we've established that they can just fucking turn out all your lights like they just interfere with the lights, even candles. Ethan Embry had candles and like those got blown out. So
0: because the film never explains what they are or even gives a clear picture of what they look like, any explanation of what they really are depends (laughs) upon which ending of the movie a viewer sees, which is always the sign of a good movie of. Hey, look, it's depends- your own adventure. Exactly. Like- look, <laughs> it depends on where you watch this. It just basically reshapes the entire thing. Perfect. Upon seeing the theatrical ending theories liken who are the people who are sitting around developing they theories, theories liken them to monsters, demons, aliens, and or interdimensional creatures. Those are four very different things. And it feels unfair to tie a theory to, it- well, it's either this, 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 or this.
1: And like, I don't like, okay, yes, those are all very different things, but like, are they really like, it's all just, there's some kind of creepy paranormal being that like may or may not be trying to like pull them into their world. Like it doesn't really matter if they're getting like anally probed or if they're being pulled into an alternate dimension. Like ultimately the end, the ending is the same for the characters. It's not good.
0: Yeah. I feel a bit like a hypocrite because I've praised before the idea of, you know, sometimes we don't need everything explained, but I feel like This one goes too far in the other direction where exactly it would be, you know, if there were these mysterious creatures and we aren't exactly sure, you know, who they are. what You can easily work with that, but it's also like they're not doing anything like it's it's amazing how slight this movie
1: is. It's it's really like I remembered it having more plot, but like also probably 12 year old me was a little more forgiving of my horror movies. But, like, the plot is basically they form this theory of, like, okay, we had night terrors and we were marked. That's the theory. Okay, fine. Perfect. And then it's just, okay, well, now Terry's been killed. Okay, well, ten minutes later, now Ethan Embry's been killed. Okay, now five minutes later, Julia's losing her goddamn mind. And then it's just basically her losing her mind for the last like 25 minutes, but like nothing else happens. It's just basically them being picked off one by one and like nothing is being learned. Nothing's being like developed. Like there's no like final girl kind of feeling to it. It's just basically like that shit's happening to the characters. We don't really know why or how. And then Julia's pulled into the creepy closet dimension. And then that's that.
0: Yeah. It's very short, 79 minutes. So that was kind of a pleasant surprise. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't necessarily want the scene I've made fun of before where they go to the library and they're researching and the librarian comes over and like, oh, you should. Are you looking about they? Oh, I know about they and tells them all (laughs) about they. Or they go on the internet and go weird creatures scar. And the second Google result is, oh, those are these weird those interdimensional <laughs> alien monster demon creatures. So that's fine. It's just the lack of plot and character development and everything is exempt like exemplified or whatever word I want more because we also don't know anything about the creatures or what's going on. Like everything is just so one dimensional. You can super make a surface level. You can make a scary movie where like what the fuck are these things what are what is going on? If there's something else <laughs> happening, but like you said it's just here are some characters. She's a woman, that's her boyfriend, these are two the, Ethan Embry is going to make a couple jokes, he's the funny one, and then there's this sad woman. It doesn't matter and then a couple creepy things are going to happen to them and then we're going to call it a day. It's this baby's very baby's first horror movie.
1: Yeah. I also did enjoy that like when Julia like is really losing her shit like for the first like really when she's first pulled I think it's when she pulls the gross thing out of her head. That was the piece that I remembered. I remembered her being in like a bathroom mirror and just like extracting this like fucking twig from her skull that was the only piece of this movie that I remembered, but she does, she does that. And like, this is after Mark Lucas is like, you know, looked her over for the Mark and like they've established, she doesn't have it. She's failed her dissertation, which like, I feel like if you said that your childhood best friend had like, literally just blown his brains out onto your face, like two days prior, probably like you would be allowed to reschedule that. But anyways, I don't
0: know. My dad ended up in the hospital with a heart attack the day I was supposed to have a job interview and I called them and they were like, yeah, sorry, there's nothing we can do. So
1: that's a dick move.
0: Yeah. Still went, didn't get the job, but.
1: Perfect. Even. Uh, better.
0: Well, I mean, I also feel like I probably spent the whole thing being like, I'm sorry, what? I'm really well, yeah, not I present mean, right now. Yeah. Um.
1: Anyways. Yeah. So, so Mark Lucas, I don't know that I'm saying his name right, but whatever. I think that's right. Uh, he drugs her immediately like That's she gets to boyfriend his house would do. and he just immediately drugs her uh without her knowing
0: well if he told her she wouldn't have let him drug her he's just thinking <sighs> well, with strategically. that kind of logic
1: <laughs> with that kind of logic i mean god
0: damn it sam it's like you've never dealt with your spouse yelling at you about secret nighttime creatures coming back from your childhood
1: that with is true that is true i have not had to face that in my Marriage. Textbook. marriage book i thought she runs into the subway and then it all gets dumb from there i think she pukes on the subway tracks i looked away i don't know
0: yeah like she did the ending also where she's crazy makes no sense because then why are we seeing the scenes where ethan embry and the other woman are dealing with them because she's not there it can't can't be her crazy if they're shared all hallucination offing. well that's it too is like you gotta just do something they uh-huh. you have to do something is she going crazy? Is it all in her head? No, because other people are experiencing it too. We know that, so you can't trick us like that. That would have been the ultimate fake out ending to be like, actually, she is crazy. It's like, then what? How do you explain why did that guy kill himself? Like,
1: I what? Feel like, there must be other movies though that deal with like the folie à deux, folie trois, or I guess in this case, cat. But like, that's a that's a thing, like a shared hallucination. But yeah, I mean. It's still fucking stupid, and it's a total cop out. I yeah, mean, they like, don't
0: commit to it here. No,
1: there's, there's like, there's just again, there's not enough there. So like, no. even if that had been the ultimate plot, like, I mean, that would have undermined what little plot that there was even more if that had been the ending.
0: Yeah, I think I don't have a whole lot more to say about they, but I think that is the general summary: is they didn't have enough here to make a movie. This is a no. That they had that opening scene as a YouTube short film, and they, that's that's yeah. it.
1: They could have made this into like a decent X Files episode.
0: Yeah, like there's just not Monster enough here for a movie. It it I just don't understand. It's not like 2002 was the time to get in on the horror genre. I mean, The Ring remake, I guess, but that already would have been long in production when, or this would have already been long in production when that came out. Obviously, because they're like a month apart. So I just I don't see This reeks of January Dump like dump it out The first week of January we people There'll be nothing else to see like what They did with white noise and boogeyman and All these other not good Horror movies like we'll make a decent Amount of money like why late November I just And was even Wes Craven a hot name at that point wasn't His newest movie scream three
1: In 2002 yeah School three I mean,
0: was 2000 so yeah maybe so he squeaked I, in one more that i just can't think of but
1: I've, yeah i feel like at that point he's, they just had this movie and they're like fuck it maybe people will see it if like wes craven has previously made some decent stuff like can we get him to put his name on this but yeah there's there's just like there's nothing there and like there's no like standout good performances there's no like like we said, you know, there's some creepy moments. The ending is kind of interesting in that, like, it feels like the the main psychologist who's been working with her since she's a child, like, kind of senses that something's up as he's, like, staring into this closet, which is, like, a coat hanger, like, swinging. And she- Julia's, like, on the other side in this other dimension, like, banging on a scooter just went by at, like, 50 kilometers an hour. Interesting like an actual like well, razor like a we razor can't scooter see that sam so <laughs> it distracted me i lost my train of thought but yeah like the ending is not terrible um i guess in the context of the rest of the movie i did read somewhere that like obviously the movie was not well received nor should it have been
0: no and i'm ready to tell you how much money it made so uh
1: but that laura reagan was praised as having like this great performance like she was the movie itself was poorly received but like she was great in it and i'm like in what world also can we talk about the fact that she barely looks like a human being as the movie goes on and she gets more and more insane by the end of the movie where she's like peering through like the the door in like the mental hospital and she's wearing her robe she literally looks like mr burns you know when he's like the glowing episode Uh, like that is exactly what she looks like yeah i can kind of see that It's just, it's all neck and crazy. Like, it's just,
0: Sam, would you like to guess how much money this movie made? How many millions this movie made on its opening weekend in November 27th, 2002? 2.7 million. (laughs) 1.1. Okay. 1.1 million dollars. The only reason it doesn't look that bad is because it opened against the Devin Sawa snowboarding spy thriller Extreme Ops.
1: I own a copy of that. <laughs> made
0: three hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars.
1: It's a bad movie.
0: It also, they, man, quite quite the week. It opened against the a lot of shit. Eight Crazy Nights, the bad Adam Sandler Christmas comedy, uh, Treasure Planet, which is fine. Oh wait, this is the daily box office chart. I was like, wait, there's no way Eight Crazy Nights opened with. That little money. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So let's see then by Sunday how much they had made. Six point five million by the end of the weekend. Okay, that's still not great, but certainly better. Better than one
1: point
0: one. Oh, oh, I'm actually I'm wrong again. Seven point five. I needed to click one more time. Uh, it opened. It was in tenth place.
1: Hmm. What was number one?
0: Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh. Followed by Die Another Day, then Treasure Planet, the Santa Claus 2, which apparently had already been out for a month, which means the Santa Claus 2 opened in like early November slash Halloween. Eight Crazy Nights, Friday after next, Solaris, Eight Mile, The Ring, and then They.
1: I'm so honestly that's... sad that the ring is so far down the list. Matt. Well, at that point I'm, it had been, been out, out for, for 45
0: a days and made $120 okay. million. Fine. Fine. So I'll allow it. We don't need to feel bad for it. Okay. Uh, something you're currently enjoying? I think we're done talking about that movie. Don't yeah. probably watch it.
1: No. I mean, it's not,
0: like, it's not like an actively bad movie. It's just...
1: So nothing. it's, yeah. just, it's not. It's not even worth it. Like, it's
0: it's very fitting a movie with that generic a title is that generic a movie.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's free. It's on YouTube. You can find it. No one's bothering to take it down. So if you want to watch it, at least you don't have to spend money on it, which is yeah. more than I can say for the next topic we're going to be recording about. So, yep, that's true. Which I'm so mad about. But anyways, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll that's a different episode of a different podcast. So yeah, you'll have to fun. wait for that one. I'm. Uh, something I'm currently enjoying. I am almost done reading Revelator by Daryl Gregory, and it's been very good so far. Uh, it's kind of like a prohibition era horror story set in like kind of the the deep South, um, where this family has like their own personal god that lives on the the land that they're living on. That one woman born every generation basically can like commune with this god and is there the revelator giving them their, their revelations? So yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at. The, it kind of goes back and forth in time to when the main character is a young girl beginning her communion with this God versus now she's an adult. She's kind of like left that behind, but is trying to navigate how to save the next revelator from kind of the fate that she went through. It's good okay uh
0: i guess for me it would be day shift the new netflix jamie fox action comedy horror buddy rope no i was gonna say romance not really uh it's a ton of fun it's very openly silly and like you know, it doesn't take itself too, too seriously at all. The action's really well shot. It's directed by a former, like, stunt dude. So this guy knows how to choreograph action. A lot of fun ways to dispatch vampires. And it just seemed like, you know, Jamie Foxx and everyone there showed up ready to go. I feel I haven't seen a fun Jamie Foxx performance in a little while. I guess Spider-Man, but it's, uh yeah, I, I enjoyed Day Shift a whole hell of a lot. So everyone should go check that out. What else do we do? No, I guess that's it. Um, One more episode left until this dumb swim fan experiment I'm actually. So, kicks, I'm so excited. Like actually kicks off. It's um, going to be so stupid. It's going to be super stupid. And then straight into more horror stuff for October. Uh, better probably than Fear. dot com and they. I would hope. I think we're actually gonna do The Ring because it'll be mm. celebrating its twentieth year. And I haven't seen that movie in a solid fifteen. So
1: did you not watch? Okay, I guess we did a group watch at one point.
0: I was not there for that. Okay. Aside from the Nightmare on Elm Street series, I was very rarely at those group watches. And even That's those, weird. I I had ended up having to miss like three uh so there we go uh sub- subscribe and like us and rate us and all that good stuff and follow over on goodwill is hunting and flipping through franchises and here's a tricky one for you because sam's gonna take us in with a classic they quotes oh
1: shit i don't know probably something ethan Embry says i don't have the i i should do i have the imdb open Give me a minute. Let's I mean, see the, what i oh, we reading. said
0: the bullet line, which is like. Yeah, exactly. Only... We
1: can't, we can't. There's
0: the Prozac line. Do the Prozac line.
1: What's the Prozac line?
0: Fine. I'll do the Prozac line. Okay. Well, uh, this is after oh, they're at yeah. Billy's funeral. He's like, well, I mean, he was taking Prozac. I guess it didn't work. Ha ha uh-huh. ha Because your friend's dead. And that's and why this is, it's funny. This is,
1: this is at his funeral, by the way.
0: Yep. Comedy. Good night, everyone. So for all those things nostalgic, I ask, so do we sit like this?